relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. Oh, I love that song. I just, I almost, I kind of got lost in it. I, I wanted to hit it like the, do it again real quick. Uh, <laughs> just, just restart it to 15 just seconds more, back. Bron, more, Bron. More, Bron. Do the 15 seconds back. Oh, this is a fun one. Like, I've, I have been a fan of this woman's products for, I guess, since I've been going to Denver, but I never met her. So when uh, our friends, one of our my, one of my mutual friends and her mutual friend was like oh you guys should do the thing i was like man she does cool stuff and you guys will hear all about it i don't want to ruin it but i was just kind of like and then she invited us to her home and then had this dope office with this uh, i don't know it's very denver and very cool and she's super friendly and impressive you know what i mean beautiful glass and she just she was just fucking santa claus there she was handing out stuff to us she was like yeah i've been smoking her fucking cbd joints right now and it's delicious it's they're delightful fantastic. they've got like a yeah a little some herbs and yeah type there's, of there's like a lavender to some of it too that i yeah I've, I've sprinkled it in with some thc before and i've been like this is like real nice jane thank you yes and then once again we've we've had to split it into two episodes just because it was you you start hearing their stories and you're like no no no, keep going i can't this is i i think she ran out of time or we would have talked longer you know what i mean like (laughs) like there was more because it's the same with wanda too was like like i don't know just these incredibly impressive people that we're meeting um They're fucking doing it. And, you know, comparatively to California, you know, a lot of them were just farming. But these people are like, you know, networking, doing things, making mountains shake. They're making the Rockies shake is what they're doing. Let's change. Well, they they were changing the stigma way before me and you were like, let's change the stigma of this with a doodle (laughs) podcast. And they were like, well, we're going to go to the state house and actually do it. And we're like, yeah, we're going to do some podcasting and go to some farmings. Uh, But these badasses are just, she's out there. So, yes, so buy their products, support their stuff. You guys do the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, give up for Jane West. So we are sitting here with the fantastic Miss Jane West. Hello. Hello. Thank you Welcome. for thank you for coming. Bring us into this amazing office where Thanks. you know we knowing... yeah we came and met with Jane uh, two days ago as a little pre-production meeting and we've been talking about how cool your office is <laughs> the whole time. Thank you. It was my kid's room when I started, when I started <laughs> in the cannabis industry. So, um, yeah, so it's evolved over time and it's where I get everything done. You know, and you were nice enough to give us a few little one hitters. Yeah. Those that, come in oh, handy. We have hit them more yeah. than once. We I've may or may not know somebody who walked around most of downtown Denver yesterday enjoying things out of them perfect and they were perfect, perfect. travel size yes it's right? awesome single so. serving sanitary 
they're easy to clean too mm-hmm. that was a that's that is a complaint about a dugout yeah. or a one hitter is it's it's great for like three uses and then you're yep. like does anyone have a paper clip yeah like, no no Bobby we don't. Pin, yeah. we're at a we're at a concert like, <laughs> so all your products are so i knew of you through just the cannabis world and being in denver and then the your glass pieces i was like because they you guys understand and our audience understands like there's before legalization there was a culture of marijuana that was just like this one kind of thing yes where you're just like i just i don't want to wear i don't want to have pot leaves on all mm-hmm. the stuff mm-hmm. and then the number yeah. 420 doesn't do it for me <laughs> what if we just had things that look like things right and you were the first uh i guess brand for lack of a better term mm-hmm. that i was brand. like uh look at this this is this is like for human people, mm-hmm. not not weed gnomes. This is for adults. Yes. 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 That's, a, a, that's yes. a, okay. <laughs> uh, that was a wonderfully PC like, way to put what I was saying. The like skull, skeleton, insect themed living room and different glow in the dark things, you know. And and also like most yes. bongs, they're, they're sci- it's just scientific glass. It's really a beaker. Yeah. That's you what know? I have. Is yeah. sci- yes, I love it. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, so really to give it a little bit of shape so you bring it out uh, additionally they don't need to be as large like you only want it, a bong to be as big as your lung capacity or else you're that's, that's, a, that's how you get the strongest recently hit asked me he he's he smokes quite a bit but he's he's not like a you know he's not delved into it like i did and one day he's i got him high off my i have a government glass bong you know there's a guy that used to grow blow for the government and was like hey <laughs> there's a lot more money in this other side and i was like this guy's smart uh, yeah makes beautiful bongs and i hit hit my friend up and he just you know stoned out of his mind and he looked up and he said hey why do i get so much more stoned on that than when my pipe and i was like well he's from northern georgia my friend i was like so when you go hunting for birds what if you used a pistol versus a shotgun? He's like, gotcha. I got it. <laughs> it was just that clear. I and mean, then like, yeah. it was like the size of a bong too is like, you used to have to get them so yeah, big. Yeah, ridiculous. And, and you're, we know, you know, you can't inhale all that. So actually what you're doing is dissipating the air, yes. you know? And so, um, yeah, I wanted them to be shorter than a wine bottle so that it would look really natural on a tablescape at your home. Mm. And I think the coolest part about it, too, is like, this is a beautiful brand, beautiful company. But most importantly, it started by an activist, somebody (laughs) who literally cut their teeth on so much that has led to this industry being accepted and being people being like, yeah, I can just be an adult, smoke weed and enjoy life and still do it. So it's really cool that you've been the face of that and brought that to the forefront also it doesn't seem like something you did by design no because like that's the thing is like reading up and knowing your story and we're about to hear her story it is fantastic you guys is that and that's what i'm doing is a little transition here um Mm -hmm. uh, is it is that just being open about adult use right seems it doesn't seem like it should create any it's like a conversation but even as a stand-up there's certain topics i will present 
that just presenting the topic, you see everyone in the room mm-hmm. close up and you're like, you don't even know how what? I feel about this. I just <laughs> brought the topic up. So I do understand where, where you're coming from. Like, it's confusing to be like, yeah, sometimes I like to smoke weed. Yeah, it makes no, yeah, that's cool. all I and did. Then, and then people were like, burn her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? It was, yeah, it was definitely quite a journey. Well, the whole reason I got to making glass and having such a distinct idea of what I wanted my glass to look like was because I started planning cannabis events and I wanted a bong bar and I wanted all the bongs to be the same you know like just like you walk up to a bar and all the glassware is the same but I didn't want those scientific looking you know beakers and there just literally was not anything Mm -hmm. I could find a few things I liked but they were hand blown and so therefore that's all you get right there exactly (laughs) exactly and for people who like find the piece that they love and if it's everything you love you love the functionality you love the utility it looks great in your home and you break it you know for hand blown pieces i know it's heartbreaking that's where like if we if we had like if we were like doing a real radio show kind of thing you'd have sound effects and just everyone knows the sound of glass yeah the worst feeling everyone's uh, just just in me saying everyone's shoulders Uh, 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 i remember this one piece and if i could go out and buy it again immediately Mm -hmm. in a second Mm -hmm. and fit the hand yeah so that's perfect oh no And yeah, so I mean, I wanted like I brought out my bowl, see my, the bowls I did for a wedding. That's that's a <gasps> wedding display there. Do you see? So they oh, all be, amazing. Yeah, so they'd all be full. Um, and so guests they just can walk up and grab their own bowl and you like that way also you know everyone gets a fresh green bowl um, and then also there's we can I get up and of course. <laughs> um, they, we put out little joints like this on all the tables. So That's you know. a beautiful way to. Oh. I know, and then also it's like really sanitary too, for. Um, well, it's got. And a, you can even color code it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's basically yeah. It's a little roach. Yeah, clip. yeah. But you know, this is just an item purchased at Michael's, you know, craft store, and so when you look at these at cannabis and serving cannabis and entertaining with cannabis, there's so many things that are just right there. It's, um, I'm. It, this is one of those things where you, it makes you angry. You're like, of course you of could course. do it. Yes. I know, I know. I mean, Simple. we're going to be honest about it, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, cannabis culture where it's like, oh, this and that. But then when you get older and you become an adult and you're like, man, I just want to own a nice sofa. Yeah. And like, this exactly. is the extension of this for cannabis. Like, oh, I get to go to a wedding and yes. just things like this are spread out. The adult version of Mike is like, oh, this is the life yes. that I wanted. This is the future. <laughs> Such this is a, serving. It, this is entertaining. This is welcoming cannabis into your home. This is bringing cannabis home for the holidays. This is making sure you have exactly the right flower that your uncle loves, just like you would get exactly the right bottle of bourbon for him yeah. on Christmas, you know? That is, it's, and it is such an important tool to, of the destigmatization, good mm-hmm. Lord. Um, <laughs> I speak for a living. Uh, but it is, like, I think it's just normalizing. This is brilliant, the, the, the wedding thing like <laughs> my wife and I are going to have a, a big party because we had some events happen during quarantine we're just going to do a big party for it and I'm for oh there's sh- so many you can so turn smart. anything into it that's a it all reminds, you need is a bit that's the size of the base of a bowl and yeah. you could take like a beautiful piece of wood and make holes all along it and have all the bowls people are going to be so it. high at our party mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> 
<laughs> and it reminds me, and I'd forgotten all about this, was uh, when I lived in Seattle, I remember going to Vancouver, British Columbia for the first time. And they had oh, a... I love it there. Oh, it's... A, I love it there so much. It may be my favorite North American city, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. And you can smoke anywhere. That was the first thing so I was... So awesome. It was way before it was even legal, or I went to... Uh, what was his name? Mark... Uh, Emery, Mark Emery, the prince of they call him Prince of Pot. He was in prison mm-hmm. for seeds or something at the time, but he had the the medical or just the marijuana party of Canada, and that I thought was brilliant to begin with. What he was doing, just from a political standpoint, of like, oh, you have established it, okay. And then he had this. He had set up this. It was on the second floor, and you go in and you can you bring your own cannabis. You give this lady five dollars. She hands you a one of those big bags, mm-hmm. the volcano bags. You get your own bag. So cool. And then they had the volcanoes set up in these stations, like couches, and you mm-hmm. could overlook the park. And this was this was years before it was legal in yeah. Washington State or anywhere. And I just remember hitting that bag and looking at the police walking around and just people and just being like, Oh, this, this is, is this is brilliant what this man's doing. Well, he's okay. Well, well. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have not actually ever heard very good things well, about. But I mean, <laughs> so him as I an like individual, his cafe. That's great, but, but that's what, I would be doing a disservice if I just sat here being like, mm-hmm. well, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, so, no, okay. I'm the stuff. point is, say I stuff. <laughs> so, um, no, I've been there, and and yeah, no, yeah, actually, yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, and we, we I, I evaluated the Weston Hotel there. Um, because you know I produced events um, in Vancouver for a Women Grow event, and yeah. so like I'm there with like all the paperwork, you know, the 36 page contract, booking the whole place out, and you're like, you know, I was standing there, I was like, so I can smoke pot right here, so I can stand here, and we, we like I like lit a joint on the Western property while we were like signing the things. Yeah, it's like I totally. Just want like, to make sure you're saying this. Yeah, yeah, I'm like just this is mine, right? Okay, so no, I love that city. Yeah, it's amazing. It was, well, and then they've they were on the forefront of like like treating heroin junkies like human yep. beings and giving yep. them needles and methadone Safety. it's it was it was a nice trip up three hours away from seattle where they weren't handling things that way and right. it's like hey you guys it's working <laughs> up there mm-hmm. uh and then just the way i think presenting it in a different that was a key to me just being like there's no this shouldn't there's just these little steps of like this doesn't make sense and then seeing it done correctly or seeing your brand be like hey this is adult there's a style to this if you want to and then realizing like oh i don't look like a pothead but i'm a pothead oh (laughs) i should start telling people it's for everyone you know it's coffee it's it's for it's cannabis is for everyone and people will utilize it whether they're putting it eating it smoking it covering their bodies in it these are the things i do every day um with cannabis in so many ways and like just you have to be able to see people consuming it's part of social use it's part of normal culture what I'm trying to do also is make it easier. Like, you know, yeah. we've tried to make it, there's so many things about cannabis consumption that are only the way they are because it's illegal and it was illegal and we don't even realize that. And so when you just stop thinking about it that way and think like, how could I, how could I serve cannabis to a hundred? Cause we're going to have to get the cannabis in and we're going to get the cannabis out right before the dinner comes out. You know, like when you start thinking about it that way, then, um, it's actually amazing how many things like, like the paperclip, yeah. you know, that yes. are, that are such a low lift that you're like, Oh my God, duh. 
Well, I mean, just even, you know, there's a picture up on the wall of that piece over there. And mm -hmm. the first time I saw it, it immediately flashed and anchored into, you know, my uncle's house, my great uncle, who was the most ornate, beautiful designer that, you know, ever. And like, it was like, okay, that's the history. That's my history. Mm -hmm. It's anchored in like that. That's what cannabis yes. should be should also be, where Absolutely. it's just like, oh yeah, I remember that was you know grandmom's bong looked yep. like that type of thing, like so that feels familiar and that feels like a part of our. Well, history. that's what we were talking about with Wanda, and yeah. the I live in a working class Mexican neighborhood in Los Angeles, and getting to know their culture, it, it's like I they the, my son's friends, these two Mexican kids, uh, they're awesome i compare them to, they're like kids i grew up with they're just country kids you know what i mean <laughs> and, uh and then he goes to like this actory kids school so he gets the best <laughs> of both worlds uh but those the mexican kids they knew what my bong was they knew what the smell it wasn't a a thing to them they're just like hey my my dad has and mm -hmm. they smell like it was part of the the culture and i was like oh that's cool they understand what this is and it's not they at seven and ten they understand it's not a dangerous thing mm -hmm. and i was just like oh we are so far behind but it also made sense right well this is probably why the west coast is a little cool has always been a yes. little cooler <laughs> definitely so. definitely and here in colorado and yeah you know i mean the smell of cannabis became you know a, a, a debated topic for a long time here in Colorado because you know there's the green mile and there's the you know the there's different highways where the entire everything down that road was a grow right and and you could smell I love the smell of it and that yeah. like so like that I mean and I'm it was born and raised in Milwaukee Wisconsin where everything smells like hops mm -hmm. and and uh I love the smell of it but yeah I mean that just having that also be um, normalized. Have you ever been to a paper mill town? <laughs> that is awful. Right. Maybe like, there's what a dog food factory yes. downtown in Denver that, like, when it's going. There's bleh. one in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Like, every couple. Purina. Every Yeah, there was every couple months, the wind would change. And about five o'clock, you would just oh, smell. Man. Like, I remember the first time I was like, what is that? And they're like, oh, that's the dog food thing. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're just going to, we're just going to live with this. And everybody's like, yeah, that's how this is. Okay. 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 <laughs> so have you been a cannabis user your entire life? Yes, mostly. I started um, when I was 16 and nice. I, w I worked at a summer camp and uh, the, the individuals that I met there and became my good friends all were avid consumers and um, that was where I first tried it. And so, yeah, it was in a very welcoming environment, like on a grassy field with horses. And so, so like everything, nothing like to be afraid of, nothing, you know, no negative connotations. And um, yeah, and I just, I mean, it's definitely my preferred substance. For me personally, I'm much better on cannabis. I have never, all the things that I have occurred in my life under the influence of alcohol, um, nothing even close to that happened. You don't drunk, you don't high text. <laughs> and then you're like, I love you so much. That's about it. Right. You know, yeah. there's so many things, a lot of things that like now, cause you know, I'm 45 and like, I've seen a lot of my friends, like whether it's a baby or a marriage or a terrible decision you can't take back, you know, those things didn't happen no. on weed. So the, I think it's just, it's just better, safer alternative absolutely. substance. And you've always been a professional woman. Yes. You were telling us about I've your never, job yes. career. 
you know, even before cannabis. Yes. And like, it's like, that's what I think it is needs to be important. Like when I was younger and my mom called me smoking weed, she's like, you'll never be something. And the girl who lived next door was going <laughs> to NYU for uh, medical anthropology. She's who I would sell a bunch of weed to. And mm-hmm. I was like, she's going places. What are you talking about, mom? Yep. <laughs> the successful stoner is absolutely like a thing. My colleagues, my like the leadership among all of my networks, like the individuals that consume daily and love the plant and use it to make their like as a healthy habit. It's, it's absolutely. And you're right. It's like so stigmatized, um, in so many ways. And it's interesting also to see how different it is in different areas of the country, how, like what people think about it and what they've tried to, you know, turn it into. But, um, again, like, you know, we have to get to social use. We have to get to the place that like, you're just yeah. at a bar and it's totally normal. And because there's still a stigma to it. Like even, Oh yeah. People want to like they it's an interesting thing since I started this podcast is that I don't in my act talk about marijuana that much. Like I'm not like a pot comedian per se. Mm-hmm. Um but now they they were like, "Oh, you're like a weed guy." And you're just like, "Oh, no." Like, no. no I you're, you're like, "Are you a beer guy?" That's the no, thing. But yeah. you know, like, well, then they would be like, "No, no. I'm a I'm an alcoholic." You know, they, <laughs> we're talking about people that do define themselves by their vices. But it, it that that part has that part was lately has been interesting to me where I've I've seen that like how's your weed thing and you're like okay dude call me in two years mm-hmm. and I'll show you how this weed quote yeah. unquote weed thing is going <laughs> like you don't it will, and it's also I think it's a stigma and that they don't understand so they want to make fun of it and absolutely like, and it's like, yes and yes like, okay or they're defined by their vices so like there was a weird thing in college I didn't understand was like potheads versus the people that drank and i was like i was kind of both but i was like i don't understand that like there's not this division yeah right, i never right. understood that it, right but and i a think lot that has to do with the illegality of it well and then i think because of the legality of it a lot of people didn't try cannabis until they were already drunk and then yes. when you add it when you're drunk yeah, it has a crazy it. Yeah. effect yeah, on you it's that's not, not yes. what you should be I doing i couldn't agree more multi-substance use is cross and it always gets blamed on the weed yeah, yeah yes. no matter what I, remember, I woke up and then we did this thing and then we went to a boozy brunch and then we did this and then we did that and then i smoked a joint and I, you're yes. like, yeah, you were wasted. You had and, so yeah. much poison in your body already. Yeah, <laughs> And it always gets blamed. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Well, you know, I mean, like you said earlier, I did get my start just basically from saying, like, I smoke pot. Like, that's all I did. That's all I didn't, you know, I wasn't. She did say it on television. I did say it on <laughs> television. She didn't just say it. Well, why don't you give us the context of yeah. what was yes. going yes. on okay, and where so, you were at? Well, okay, so. She didn't um, run up to a news cancer. and was like, I no, like weed. I didn't. And then run away. <laughs> I didn't. The I did not. She's like, I love weed. <laughs> um, well, I, um, I was 38-year-old mother of two. Um, I have a job I loved. Um, I'd worked there for eight years. I've had master's. I have a master's degree in social work. Um, I worked with high-achieving high school students. And, and, uh, and, I saw that the legalization of cannabis here in Colorado was, it was really happening. Yeah. Like we really did, we passed the laws and the stores are ready to open. There was one right in my neighborhood. You were going to be able to go in with an ID and 
buy cannabis products. And so um, since I have such a big events background, I love cannabis so much. And I really wanted to create an event where like it would be welcoming somewhere I would want to go, like get dressed up on a Friday night. Like my events were, um, so I, so I, I launched the company edible events and just one event a month. And like, I, I produced events for both of Obama's inaugurations for tens of thousands of people. So like one three hour event in an art gallery for a hundred people was like, that was fun. That was yeah. like fun for me to do. And so it was definitely like a passion project. I would describe it. And so, um, I booked out art galleries, every single event had a different theme. Um, and, uh, there was live food. Actually, I pulled this out for you to look at. Um, this was the schedule of events. Um, so there was Ooh. food being prepared there for Wake chefs and bacon. And Wake and bacon. That's the one that's the one we'll end up talking about. So uh, there was live food being prepared there and you'd eat. And I did actually also have wine and beer because I do want it to be normal. And my husband doesn't consume cannabis. And like he if he can't have a beer when I can have a joint, then that's not normal. Yeah. And so um, so I planned out the events and um, the very first one went off and the end of prohibition in January 2014. And w what ended up happening was um, my event was somewhere where people were going to be smoking pot, dressed up, doing the thing. And there were like hundreds of media outlets that came to Denver, Colorado in 2014. From <laughs> Al Jazeera to CNBC, Harry, Sm I mean, yeah, yeah. Anderson Cooper, every other street corner. Like people were like, and here's that dispensary. But once you take a picture of the dispensary and a picture of the grow, which most people wouldn't even let you into, um, then what are you filming? Like you it's January well, in Denver. You've got your B-roll, right. yeah. Right, a, yeah. So, so people are like, we gotta go to this event, like the, where everyone's gonna be smoking pot and everything, because that definitely was not happening, you know? And <laughs> and it was understandable because still to this day, licensees could, people, like cannabis licenses are very valuable and your license can be threatened by being associated with a consumption-based event still in most states. So. Um, so this, I was really a lone wolf out there doing this, yeah. right? And so, um, yeah, so dozens of media, and, and this was actually a pretty important decision for me in being an event planner and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to change the way people thought about cannabis because I had to decide to let people be filmed. So there's the certain group of, I had to, I, I mean, I made that decision right away. Like to me, it was like, why am I doing this? If, and we're not showing the whole world what we're yeah, doing, right? Yes. But that was a pretty significant <laughs> thing because I had to put it on that the top That attitude of... gets you in trouble, too. <laughs> I have that same attitude in my whole life. Like, well, why are we well, hiding? Why are we doing it? Yeah, well, get I mean, a megaphone like, if I'm going to say it. we can't invite you anymore. <laughs> you're like, that's fair. It is a certain brand of person who's just like, yeah, let's do yeah, this let's for do the this. world. We got to record it. So um, so the, all my tickets had to say, like, there's going to be, because there were. And, and I had a cutoff time. I was like, mm -hmm. by 845, you're all gone. All the cameras are off. Da, 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 okay. And But lots of people did not purchase tickets and did not attend who would have attended because they did not want to be captured on film, mm -hmm. consuming pot. So, um, but I was like, no, nope, we're doing this. Everybody come. Al Jazeera, Harry Smith, CNBC, all the things. And so, yeah, so Harry Smith, um, you know, the CNBC team put together marijuana in America. They featured a lot of amazing people. Wanda's on it and everything. Yeah. And, um, and I really thought that, yeah, like one of the things my events and usually the coverage I've received gets is a lot of B-roll. You're right. Where the, you know, while yeah, people are the talking sexy about. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I did, I thought that would happen. And I was like, okay, well, this will be cool. And he, Harry Smith did come to my home to interview me, but, um, he wasn't here that long. And I, and again, I, I didn't, I don't own a license, I don't own a dispenser, whatever. So, um, 
the he they went and put the footage together because it was like a long form piece, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um and then on February, so the event was in January twenty fourth, uh, and CNBC piece aired on. On February 26th, and in fact, um, I was seven minutes of the 47-minute piece, and um, they put on a ton of my interview in my house. I was very, very um, deliberate in not consuming on camera because, and and I like, I just well, always yeah, was hosting well, an event. That makes sense yes. too. Where like, like as an attorney, you can, you probably like, you can say you do anything you want. You know, right. like, I killed nine people today, and you're like, "Well, no, you didn't." Yeah, we don't. <laughs> for entertainment but if you purposes. can't have it, it's it's okay. It, uh, a filming thing is like they use fake pod on movies. Yes, sure well, they do. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, most of them. It depends on the permit <laughs> I, and all that, yeah. but that's what they say. Yeah. And then an actor that some method actors are like, "Yeah, on screen, I'm smoking fake pot, but I'm high as shit because I smoked right before." <laughs> it's just those those little turns. That's very smart to be like, "I did not do this on camera," but I definitely I I mean, I didn't want to risk my job yeah. at all, and so I made sure that in all the footage I never consumed on on film. Um, but Harry Smith did ask me like um, about legalization and about the need, why I'm doing this. And I said, I said, well, I just think it's important to say, I use marijuana and that's okay. Um, and so they kept that clip in the piece and um, and it aired on the night of the 26th. And in fact, Brian Williams, so that's all I'm saying. This, that's all I did. I let them in my house. I let them take pictures of my kids. And I said, I smoke pot and it's okay. And then Brian Williams used my clip on the five o'clock national evening news to to, pro, to promote that airing <laughs> later that night. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I got fired from my job the next day. Wow. And what I did, definitely okay. did not think that us, was going to happen. Can you take us through? <laughs> did they call you or did they call you in? Well, How did that I was actually process? on an airplane when it happened and I, and I landed and then uh, my phone was just like, go. I mean, there was so it was a Blackberry. Um, and it was just like, there were so many messages and they had to talk to me and, and I had like 40, I, like that have it aired on Wednesday night and on Friday morning I had a call with like the powers that be and they were like you have to resign from your job and 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 there was here's the thing like there was a drug policy in place I ultimately like I, I you know I did I, they had every right to do what they did I I just I uh, people definitely think that I did it on purpose <laughs> and like got fired and that absolutely is not the case that is not true I, I did not think that, that just, was going to happen at all. I didn't. All I was doing was planning event. So well, then, when a lot of people think because when something happens to somebody and they and they take that whatever good or bad and go with it, right? You know they they think well they plan for that to happen. Yeah, like, they no, do. No, no. Yo, that's a just lot so of many people, people thought. A lot of people don't look at events as good or bad they just look at events and they're like well this is what happened and this was where we take this yeah this is what we're doing now i guess yeah right yeah because you and it's also a compliment i think because i did have that thought when you read your story you're like because you're a very intelligent woman mm -hmm. and you're already yeah, doing trying. things by design so the way you shifted so quick once you get to know you you're like oh well that's very clear she didn't plan this but it is a compliment to for people to be like 
she playing that shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah. It is kind of a Well, now when you look back there, I'm like, I would have had to be like really a brilliant, like if I really had done it all on purpose mm-hmm. from the beginning. But it's funny because Marco now Bialy. I like, well, in a way, yeah, I think I did. People like, like to make you, what, what's your purpose? Shit yeah. like that happens. They love to make people think that, yeah, no, this was all by design. Mm-hmm. You're design like, no, no, there's no. too much chaos in life. Still making it yes. up. So how did... Because, I mean, it's so, the fire, it's the higher-ups and everything like that. But how did the homies at the job that you worked <laughs> at for eight years, how did they respond to it? Well, you know, I actually didn't have, like, that much. Um, the company was based in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like I put my computer and my, and my BlackBerry in a box and shipped it away. <laughs> and that was it. Like, this thing I had built for eight years with the company, um, you know, was was that was done and yeah. it was t- and and really the most significant part was the lack of salary because like you know we are not we're a double income family and i have two kids and yeah. it was a work from home job and as you can t- what you i mean i am like self i'm good at working independently i've yeah. always have um had like work from home positions and i hate offices and talking to like debbie at the cooler water cooler it's like not <laughs> me I so completely understand yeah, so um so yeah it was just my heart was i just remember my heart racing and like in a way of a level that i have never felt in my life where like in the second that I had, I resigned, my heart started racing. <laughs> and then every morning when I woke up for like, think about like two years. I mean, there was some point in almost every day because then what happened, started happening was all these opportunities. And because that was a big news, first of all, it was a big news story that these weed events are a thing. And I let yeah. the whole world film all the things. So now all, there's all this footage of it, right? And that gets out in the world slowly. You know, the blogger doesn't Slower post till three months. Slower than you think it is. No, yes. so slow. Yes. They don't post for months and da, da, da. And then also the UK Telegraph did a whole thing. It was literally like an advertisement for my company. And so, <laughs> um, so all that's happening, but you, mm. but I was used to being an employee. Like I was used to knowing what my lane is, when my day's done, yeah. when my day starts, when my job's done. And so that was some of the things where like, like I just felt like all I did was inhale, <laughs> literally. Like I definitely built my company on Durban poison, but like I just felt like I was always at the top That's of the breath. That's a good strength. I yeah, love that. It's very good for strength. getting shit done. Yeah, it is. That and Jack Herrera, you want to get yeah. some shit done. So like, I would set up my whole office for what I needed to do that day, for because you have to do that first, and then you get to smoke the pot. So when you once you know what you're doing, I agree. I mean, you're talking that is <laughs> that my garage is my office uh, for several different. My, and that is certain strains help. And then if chaos ensues in my workspace is like, oh, now I need to smoke some Jack Herrera and get this shit back, <laughs> which is weird to know what strains do that to yes. you. Like it's at good this to point, know. It's, it's why you have to be able to smell cannabis oh, and interact with it when you purchase it. And one of the things I preached, I lived in New York city and could only get pot from this one dude and it was making me paranoid and guess what that's the worst city in the world to be paranoid in (laughs) because there's a lot of people out to get you uh and then i was like oh i can i can only get it from this dude right now this is all he's got and it's not working so for two months i didn't smoke until we i moved by we moved to la and then i could go to a dispensary and i was like hey i don't it, it was just, it was Night one of those, day. like like I'm talking about, these little steps yep. where you're just like normalizing. We're like, oh, this makes total sense to where like now I know which strain and 
I can go back tomorrow. I'm like, this shit does not work. Like, mm-hmm. this is not for me. I know what it is. It's not this one dude who's getting it from these Russians because mm-hmm. this, this, they. It smells like gasoline. It, well, it was all <laughs> of it. Yeah, it was yeah, all. And then to where now I've interviewed, we've interviewed a lot of these growers and it's frustrating that I can't go to their website. Yeah. And see what they have and then, oh, then ship me something you, from their farm you bring up such an important topic because i really truly hope that like these msos don't just keep you know fucking everything up and 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 if we can figure out a way to have uh, interstate delivery yes. of cannabis in this country it will completely change the game for small growers because you know um if I, my dream would be exactly what you just described, that I have like this stuff in from Humboldt and this stuff from Maine and these yes. other things, you know, and I have my whole variety and stuff comes out seasonally. And, and like in this country right now, in fact, it's the federal government that ships most of the drugs. And what are you talking VA. about? Right. Are you no, talking but like they're, about? they're shipping, they're shipping pills and medications um, that would kill you if your if your kid got into yep. if a kid got and into in it, right? Every day, millions of packages. So, the concept that you could have some type of a registration. I mean, I ordered during the pandemic. We ordered liquor. It got delivered <laughs> to my house, yep. right? So, and you know, that's screw top alcohol that could kill a kid and does. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, I, I, what you're saying. I, I just want to put that out there in the world that like that in it, it, I'm concerned about MSOs taking it mm-hmm. and because they're the only ones with operations in each state they're the only ones you can do, 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 do. get them <sighs> get them Jane I'm trying to get them no I'm it's the um, I say the, but like, the job, oh, like ordering from the directly to the farm I've, I've been saying it every episode since it hit me that because it's it's like the same thing as like it's getting that across like it's safer than alcohol where i just want to normalize it where like like i wanted jason at ridgeline you know ridgeline farms well, i wanted that cheetah piss. that cheetah yeah. piss from him directly do you know what i mean yes, not, yes, not yes, through yes. another company that direct d- dtc margins like That's, he sells but, you the amount of weed at the price and he he doesn't have to Go to the he store. Can put it is a big and I pay the thing, shipping. Whatever yeah, you, you know can what all mean? pay uh, taxes through the wazoo. <laughs> it's and because now to get that strain, I like that he developed and it's his and bred. I have to go through another company that that they outsource the grow, so he's not even growing yeah. it. He, they're just growing his strain, and that's hit or miss sometimes. And that I was, it just hit me. I was like, it's so frustrating. I can't call my friend Jason yeah. and be like, dude, I mean, I guess I could, but he could get in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's silly. It should that... be legal. It's yes. a plant. It's yes. a plant. And, 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 and especially now, I mean, honestly, uh, Steve would not be having fun. Honestly, like <laughs> when this all started and I saw like 400 milligram cookies and like all these different, you know, when you go around, I did at the time think, oh my God, somebody might really do too much. Like, I remember thinking like, this is a lot, like all these things and, and dabbing and what is this and what is that? And every time it still is safer than everything. All, if anything, you go to sleep. It is, it, it, there's no reason that we should be like so many patients can't even open the jars of the product they just bought. Um, even though they live in childless households and we still don't have, I mean, there's enough people prohibitionists out there still that if there was a little Timmy story about the day, a little Timmy, like that would, they would be talking about it right now. And we just know that this is a safe product. I dosed 
accidentally uh my uh wife's aunt um <laughs> well i she's fun she's like a fun aunt you fun know aunt. she's a fun aunt um her kids are in college very incredibly successful children uh it's uh, <laughs> i don't like being around them they're that successful we're just like wow all the things you're doing all you played soccer at usc and now you're a lawyer i know <laughs> but i gave her i had one of these crazy cookies i think mm-hmm. i got it in denver it was like where's like 400 milligrams and that was perfect for me do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i knew where i was going with i'm gonna eat half of it and i'm watching tv i'm spacing out and we're in we're in around santa cruz and uh i gave her just a little bit just a little bit and i you know knew how to do it so i was pretty stoned pretty quick and then she starts she's laughing having fun and then she starts wigging out <laughs> but at that point my wife was there she knew what was happening she's like i got her because i was gone you know i was in my own space and kind of confused because i kept saying it was like i was like eve it's just pot yeah no, <laughs> you're but fine they, they, and just, she didn't know no, yeah and I, then i did the same thing to my mom and so my <laughs> wife is great she walked they went on a walk and handled some stuff and then you know and i'm just like watching this movie like i'm having a great time and then they come in i'm like you still freaking out and she's like what did you do today (laughs) and i was like i was so confused i was like i was like it's just pot and but the cool part of the story is the next day she felt fine Mm -hmm. and was like now she's interested in pot Mm -hmm. because it wasn't she didn't wasn't it's not like booze where she felt bad the Mm -hmm. next day now she's like no now i try a little and i was like you were mad at me for like a week and she was like i was mad at you for a little bit i thought you i was like yeah you looked at me like i was the devil (laughs) my mom kept saying that the one time she i thought that the weed was in something else and it was it was it was an out it was an alcohol reduction put on the meatball and i thought it was in this other thing she ate it she ate too much of it and she kept saying why do people want to feel like this? Like, cause she, you know, cause she wasn't used to it and she wasn't like, yeah. get, you know, getting used to it. We just went and watched family feud for like four hours. And then she was like, this is great. Yeah. She was fine. She yeah. was absolutely fine after. Mm-hmm. So just to go so back and go back into the thing. Well, no, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just, I really want to touch on you just, you know, you lose your job, but then job. you're out there and you're just planning events and mm-hmm. doing stuff. And then there's an incident yes. that happened that yes. you told us about, which I think is very important yes. for our listeners to yes. hear just to understand how vindictive <laughs> sometimes state so, government yes. and city governments can be. Yes. So um, so I had held the first two events successfully. I, you know, and I had like insurance from Lloyds of London, a security team. I know that's only a hundred person event, but the goal was to show people that this can be done and done safely. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so now it's March. So I got fired uh, at the la- last week of February. And now it's March, and I had the um, director of the Colorado Symphony Orchestra attend my March event um, because you know I like have a master's degree in social work, and like I'm used to these you know fundraisers. Yeah. Doing fundraisers. What do you do at a fundraiser? You get everybody drunk, and getting them feeling all good mm-hmm. and donating. My God, what if they're all high? Yeah. Oh my God! They're gonna be like crying at the video you made. They're gonna be like, "Give me, they'll give the check I'll to the kids." The and, right, Can I give you right. cash right now? Yeah, take you know, this many. Right. Yeah. So like, duh. Okay. And also, the symphony, you know, was having, you know, their their membership is old, is getting older, and they started this Beethoven Bruce thing, and they were getting brand new people, new people that weren't members of the symphony before, right? So I love getting high and going to the oh symphony. Yeah, it's, it's an orchestra. It's amazing. Yes. It's 
bunch of people working together to do one crazy thing. Yes. It's and yes. if you're stoned, it's unreal. It's yes. a religious yep. experience. But yes, yes go sorry. on. Agreed. Well, yes, and we're promoting so, all kinds of things. On this so, <laughs> so we have. A, I have an article. So, um, so the event March goes off. Everything's great, and we're going into 420, 2014. So we're talking about this is exactly um, seven years ago um, this week. And so I had two things going on. I was, well, again, like I need to make money. Like I need a salary. I'm not, you know, this wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go figure out what to do. Um, I needed to make money. And so um, I, I, what I started doing was trying to like have my event, produce people's booths at weed events, you Mm -hmm. know? So that was one thing I was doing. So dispensary hired me and we had their entire booth at the 420 cup and it was all pinball machines and dab rigs. So that was one thing I had to have these like vintage pinball machines delivered to, oh my God. And like the high, that those, that was just, it's just a complete mess that you're just trying to navigate, figuring Mm -hmm. out these things (laughs) in a high times parking lot. And, um, and then at the same time I was producing my Waken bacon brunch. So it was Easter Sunday. Also, by the way, 420 and 2014 was Easter Sunday. And I had rented out a small, like the Lord intended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It was beautiful. It was like 75 degrees gorgeousness. Um, and I had rented, I had completely booked out a private, um, bakery that, um, for my event. So, okay. We had bacon wrapped. I, we had chili rubbed bacon. We had the the bakery kept freshly making the croissants and the empanadas filled with salt and all the things. They would come out on oh. little trays and everybody would eat them. There were people outside painting their pots. We were painting a pot like that was like the activity. <laughs> um, and so we're having just a lovely little event. And this guy comes in and I definitely, I mean, he was a journalist for sure. And I was like, okay, this dude, cause he's just like walking around, but you can tell he's like, not really like, yeah, I'm going to go whatever. And I'm um, like, okay, I'm going to go talk to him. I'm sure he's not. And, and also I had heard there were a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of journalists in town for 420 in Denver, the first year of legalization. Yeah. And so I walked up to him and I was B-roll like, B-roll extravaganza. Right there. Yeah, yes. yeah, totally. Yes, yes. Oh my God. And usually there's like a shot of one guy like shirtless with like his belly, like sitting in a thing. There's like a tie dye f- f- weight like that. Oh, and that's I'm the just... imagery they keep using. That Wait. would be the picture they'd use. Uh huh. Alongside an uh, article about my event. <laughs> yes. No, I know exactly who, what, yeah. the, what images they were going to yeah. use. Yeah. No, I can picture. Uh, no. The, another reason why I was like, no, get the cameras rolling. We got to show everybody. There's yes. All these other, right. Exactly. The real, real. Yeah. The real, real. So, um, so I walked up to him and I was like, hi, I'm Jane. This is my event. Da, da, da. And he's like, oh, you're Jane. And so this is your event. I'm like, yes. And he was like reaching in. I thought it was getting a a business card and it was badge and he's like well i'm detective dickhead not really i don't remember his name that's but a, whatever that's a very yeah. accurate and name so, for him and to go so, into that day so as soon as he pulled out his badge then eight swat team i mean they were in full tactical gear head to toe black guns they had guns put down the guns yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a couple. Okay, so there were 72 people at the event, and there was this couple from New Jersey. And the look on this poor man's face, I will never forget as long as I live when they when the SWAT team. I mean, he believed that he was going to prison for like eating a croissant at this yeah. 
at this weed event. I mean, the look on I I feel terrible. Like it, I, I mean, well, that's what they wanted them to feel. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly. A, it's Afraid. Not a, it wasn't a tactical move. That was a political and a scaremongering yes. move. Is what they, you guys weren't tactically dangerous because it's just oh. like a couple of months of legalization. Everybody's coming to Denver, yes. and they're like, finally, these years, an older couple, these years, I can put this behind me and just enjoy a delicious brunch with some fucking cannabis and then they're like we're gonna fucking yeah well what it is is you're done lady it is a they're they've used to a certain amount of power and a status quo and it's not even the the cannabis is the issue it's that the status quo and the way they operate is changing underneath them and they're and then their true colors really show when they're challenged and all and especially politicians and leaders like that that there are that their reaction is is a power move and violent yeah. they're not going to be around long because that move is dumb especially when especially when there's no evidence this <laughs> this plant has ever harmed anyone right. other than you guys right. harming right. people right. because of it and there's two parts to that too, because there's the mentality that so many people in law enforcement have that it is bad. Yeah. But then secondly, on the books, it's fun the putting all these people in jail and it's funding the criminal the criminalization of drugs yes, it is. is its own industry. And so like it's not only just their mentality, but it's also literally like how they're funding themselves. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. What was the, the fallout? SWAT guys came. It was bad. It was really, I mean, well, first of all, I mean, the fallout also was like my life, like my family, like what just like, fine. I had already gotten fired. Now we're, we're on month three of, of not having income mm-hmm. or anything. Right. And like, and then, and like everything was through. So like, now what did he say you were doing illegal? What was his? Okay. Well, they, the goal of, okay. So mayor Hancock does not, he's, starting kind of to say the right things a little bit right now in 2021 but um he doesn't (laughs) like cannabis and is one of those outdated uneducated individuals about cannabis and the safety of it and so important to to point out that the coors family is from colorado too so there's a large alcohol uh uh economy here yeah yes yeah so there's a so i would say that there there was some alcohol money yeah being given to that mayor if we're being on if we're just for being honest, I'm just definitely the Great here. American Beer Festival happens here every summer. Yeah, I don't tens think of that's thousands of people. Probably not a coincidence. No, no. no. Okay, no. all right. So we're just, <laughs> I just want to point that out. Yeah, no, definitely. And so, so <laughs> Mayor Hancock uh, wanted to put an end to what I was doing. Now, I had already closed the symphony. Okay, so we already had this whole other thing going on that was being written about. So, what was going to happen with that now, right? And so, then additionally, like. I mean, it was getting to the point where, what am I doing? Like, I knew what I was doing, and I knew why I was doing it, but it would any reasonable person would be like, what am I doing? Like, now I'm a criminal. So the, so the goal of the SWAT team was to give everyone misdemeanor or felony charges, because then um, we would be put on, no matter what, we'd be on probation, mm-hmm. and then they can control what happens next. And so they, they, they ticketed my security guard. They tried to 
mess with the license of the bakery owner. Yeah. The, 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 the shuttle bus company, the, like everybody got in trouble and I received the charge they were able to give to me was because there was a, there was a mimosa bar. And so I was like, serving alcohol without a license but what i was doing is something that happens every single day in the city over and over again like everyone was 21 and up i had people checking the ids and like when you get wine at a nail salon when you get like Mm -hmm. wine at like an art night walking around like that's how much we were serving it wasn't people were not you didn't you didn't you didn't have a illegal bar is what they charged you with so exactly and so so i had criminal misdemeanor charges and um, and they confiscated the alcohol. The alcohol they put in, it was in, I mean, my lawyers were really concerned, like, because they're like, this is weird. Like, they, that, they took the bottle of champagne and it's in pounded in the Everything was, re- everything was video CSI-ing recorded. Everything was, yeah. They thought I was serving weed. I mean, they were trying to bust people for serving weed and that's not what we were doing. Yeah. This was BYOC, bring your own cannabis. So like, um, anyways, <laughs> so that happens. Now Which- I'm a criminal. Which, by the way, for those who don't understand what a misdemeanor is, they usually don't involve the SWAT enforcing yeah. misdemeanors. Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, if we're being honest, a lot of felonies don't involve the SWAT yeah. team. No, you're right. You're, being you're right. You're like, right. They, a, the SWAT team is called in when they're violent, violent criminals. Well, <laughs> that's when they're supposed to be called in. That's not when they're mostly called in. It is a scare tactic, and it's when the police... And the they know cameras are going to be there yeah. too because yeah. it's it's another B roll that's sexy yeah. for it's a way to play the yeah. thing. Swap busted in yeah. on a bakery. Can we pause? How are we on your battery? Because we're about like forty five fifty. It's actually really good. Are we good? Yeah. Okay, because I'm going to pause real quick just yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me do this real quick. I'm going to use the restroom too, and I think it's a it's we're at fifty. So we're going to turn this into two, which I thought because you, I knew you'd be awesome. You're so good. Okay, I'm going to... Talking about she, she turns she turns lemons into lemonade is what she did. Like, I like that I like that people are like, you think she did that on purpose? You're like, no, you can't. If you can plan stuff like that, then why waste it on that? You know? <laughs> That's a, it's, it's so silly, but... You guys tune in next week for part two with Jane West. Um, check out all her products. They're super cool. They're uh, not just like cool. They're kind of elegant and they're tasteful and they don't stick out like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like a marijuana leaf tie. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're just, there's nothing cheesy about it's it. It's not it is yeah. like, it's just it's a dinner party high-end type of stuff yes yeah it would yeah and it's kind of sexy so it all kind of works mm-hmm. you know what i mean so check out her stuff you guys check out our stuff you guys just keep growing your own and legalize it right mike grow your own buddies <laughs>